السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته إن الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا وسيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون يا أيها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحدة وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والأرحام إن الله كان عليكم رقيبا يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم أعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يتع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما أما بعد فإن أصلك الكلام كلام الله وحسن الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الأمور محدثاتها وكل محدثة بدعة وكل بدعة ضلالة وكل ضلالة في النار وبعد Indeed, on the topic of the Sirat al-Mustaqim, the topic of the straight path and remaining upon it is a topic, Ikhwan, that is of the utmost importance for every single Muslim. It is that which the Salafiyun yudandinuna hawlahu. Their days and their nights are spent around this Sirat al-Mustaqim, studying it, learning about it, Increasing in knowledge of it, encouraging with it, encouraging others to remain upon it, speaking against and refuting those who take people off of it and take people away from it. For indeed, the Sirat al Mustaqim, Ikhwan Ahlul Sunnah, understand that that Sirat it is the only path to Jannah. And those who lay in its way, and block people from it, block individuals away from it, deviate them from it, then in essence they carry out the work and the bidding of shaitan. Allah Azza wa Jal informs us of his statement. After Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala expelled him from Jannah, that he turned to Allah Azza wa Jal in obstinance, saying, لَأَقْعُدَنَّ لَهُمْ سِرَاتَكَ الْمُسْتَقِيمِ Verily, I shall stay and I shall sit upon, upon your straight way, waiting for them, waiting for Ibn Adam. Adam, والسلام, who he refused to make the sajda to when Allah commanded him, he informed after his argument and after his reasoning based upon Hawa. And based upon misguidance, after him saying, You created me from fire, and you created him from clay. Then Allah Azza wa Jal informs us of the fact that he mentioned that verily their offspring, that I shall sit upon your straight way. ثم لا آتي أنهم من بين أيديهم وعن خلفهم وعن أيمانهم وعن شمائرهم ولا تجد أكثرهم شاكرين. Then I shall sit and wait for them and approach them from before them, from behind them, from their left and from their right, and you will not find most of them thankful. You will not find most of them شاكرين. Thus أهل السنة والجماعة 
they understand, ikhwan, that that sirat al-mustaqim is the path to Jannah. And as Imam Ibn al-Qayyim, rahimahullah ta'ala, he mentioned, that verily the sirat al-mustaqim, that path in the hereafter, that sirat over the nar, that we ask Allah Azza wa Jal to make us all successful in crossing. That sirat, a person will not be able to cross it unless he was upon the sirat al-mustaqim in the dunya. That sirat in the hereafter, it will not be traversed and crossed except by the one that was upon the sirat al-mustaqim in the dunya. Therefore to have knowledge of it and to remain upon it, ayyuhal ikhwais of the essence. And Ahlul Sunnah, our scholars, our ulama, they have gone into great depths in explaining it and speaking of the things that take people away from it. All of you will know, Ikhwan, that the unwan and that the main affair that keeps an individual upon that sirat is that he clings to ittiba. That he is from Ahlul Ittiba. That he makes that staunch following of the Prophet ﷺ. Knowing that the haqq that Allah Azza wa Jal gave to the Messenger, there is nothing, ayyuhal ikhwa, except haqq and balala. There is nothing but haqq, truth, and then falsehood. And the Salah Azza wa Jal mentions, فَمَاذَا بَعْدَ الْحَقِّ إِلَّا what is there after the truth other than balal, other than misguidance? And that is a reality we have to have borne in mind. What is there after haq, after truth other than misguidance? And so when that is an affair that is understood, we will know then that our affair should revolve around studying the haq, learning about it, clinging to it and remaining upon it and advising others with it. And that we should be the first vanguards that stand to repel people who intend to repel individuals away from it. When we see individuals rise and they're jeopardizing people's remaining upon the Sirat al-Mustaqeem and they are threatening their salvation and their steadfastness upon that sirat, then Ahlul Sunnah stand as vanguards. Just as they studied and they learnt and they took that from the Sahaba and they understood that they were the first of the vanguards after the prophets and the messengers. And then they studied the Tabi'een. And they saw that that was the second jeel and the second generation of vanguards and defenders. And then they studied the atba' tabi'een. And they saw that that was the third generation of defenders. Defending Ahl sunnah and defending the sirat al-mustaqeem from those who attempt to cause uh, 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 ambiguity in regards to its reality and where it actually is. And so, ikhwan, this sirat and this path, it is a must, ikhwan, that we study it, learn it, understand it, and remain upon it. There is no success in the dunya or the hereafter except by way of that. 
And those are very general realities. Those are broad realities that we all must understand. And Ahlul Sunnah likewise are not affected by those who wish to become emotional in defense of those who block people from the Sirat. Ahlul Sunnah are not concerned. You can get as emotional as you please. And get as defensive as you please. But Ahlul Sunnah, Ikhwan, have no concern for that. And for you, all your emotions. Barakallahu feekum. Why? Because their concern and their eyes are upon that which the prophets and the messengers' eyes were upon. And their eyes are upon that which the Sahaba alayhim, their eyes were upon. And their eyes are upon that which the Tabi'een, their eyes were upon. And they understood, Ikhwan, that defending it in that was defense, ayyuhal Ikhwah, and protection of peoples traversing smoothly by the leave of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from this dunya back to Jannah. Allah Azza wa Jal created Adam in Jannah. As Imam Ibn al-Qayyim rahimahullahu ta'ala, he discusses in the beginning of Miftah Dar al-Sa'ada, Allah Azza wa Jal created Adam in Jannah. And then Adam, he carried out the sin that we know. And from the ramifications of that sin, is that he and his offsprings would be taken from Jannah. But, them being expelled from Jannah, there was in it from hikmah and from wisdom, mallahu bihi alim, that which Allah Azza wa Jal has most knowledge concerning. And in that, them being expelled, we then had the beginnings of the conflict between haq and batil, between truth and falsehood. And we had them having now to learn, having now to become acquainted with the path back to Jannah. Because that was their original, their original abode. And so their striving should revolve around the path back. And they should aid those who seek the path back. And they should repel those who seek to deviate individuals away from the path back. And thus Ahlul Bid'ati wa Dalala are not referred to as deviants for no reason. Ahlul Bid'a, no doubt they are deviants. Because they deviate individuals away from that straight path that we should remain upon if we intend to get back. And so if you were acquainted with a family, a beloved, a family that is dear to you, or a brother, an individual, traveler, wayfarer, and he seeks to return to his place of docimile, he seeks to return to his city of residence. And he asks, he's lost. He asks 
No one knows the return. No one knows the path but you. And so you approach him and you say, Brother, you follow this path. Then you take your second right. And then you take your third right. And then you continue straight upon that path. And you'll come to the signs that you'll pick up from. Yani, you'll pick up your destination from there. And then someone interjects. And says, no, actually, you take the left. And you take the fourth right. And then you take the second left. And you with your knowledge of the path, you know. That there is a path that leads him in the complete opposite direction. It deviates him away from that path. And so here is one then. Particularly if you're acquainted with the fact that you know that he knows the path. But his directions, Ikhwan, are misleading. And by way of following them. That individual will be deviated away from the path. Will you not be upset with that individual? Will it not cause you something from anger? Will it not displease you? That this man is saying these things. And that his instructions are as they are. Particularly since we know that he knows. That that actually is not the path. But it is something that leads to maybe some amusement park or, or some safari park or some fun fair. Because that is actually where he intends to guide this individual. Will it not upset you? Will it not displease you? What then, Ikhwan, of the one that lays upon the sirat al-mustaqeem and carries out the bidding of shaitan? And so Ahl-Sunnah, ayyuh al-Ikhwah, they are concerned with the lights of the statement of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَمَنْ يُشَاقِكِ الرَّسُولَ مِنْ بَعْدِ مَا تَبَيَّنَ لَهُ الْهُدَى وَيَتَّبِعَ غَيْرَ سَبِيلِ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ نُوَلِّهِ مَا تَوَلَّى وَنُسْلِهِ جَهَنَّمَ وَسَاءَتْ مَصِيرًا Whosoever contends with the messenger after the guidance has been given to him, has been shown to him, and follows a path other than the path of the believers, we will leave him in the path that he has chosen for himself, and we will burn him in Jahannam. And what an evil destination. The one who contends with the messenger, after the guidance has come to him, and follows a path other than the path of the believers, yani other than the path of the Sahaba, who are the believers in the verse. We will leave him in the path that he has chosen for himself and burn him in Jahannam. And therefore, Ikhwan, when, when Allah Azza wa Jal lays out for us in no uncertain terms the straight path and then that which will cause an individual to be punished, that which will cause or will lead a person to Jahannam, should we then not be concerned, Ikhwan, with teaching people the straight path and warning against those who take individuals away from it. And thus, Ikhwan, our scholars, they discuss a number of affairs and a number of issues that take people away from the straight path. And take those affairs, Ikhwan, they are numerous. Uh, but we want to make tarkiz, and we're going to keep, inshallah, our sitting uh, as short as we can. We want to concentrate on one or two of them, Ikhwan, from them. 
is that which is related to the following of the aql, the following of the intellect. From the things that Ahlul Sunnah wal Jama'ah and the scholars of Ahlul Sunnah they discuss that deviate a person away from the Sirat al Mustaqim, Ikhwan is them clinging to the aql and following the aql over, over and above the text. It should be known that the aql and the intellect, Ayyuhal Ikhwah, regardless of how intelligent you are, the intellect alone will not cause and will not see a person guided upon the straight path. The intellect alone. In fact, our ulama, they mention, never has the intellect been mentioned in the Qur'an or in the Sunnah and praised. Similarly, none of the ahadith that have occurred in praise of the intellect or mentioning the virtue of the intellect, none of them are authentic. The intellect, ayyuhal ikhwa, must follow the text. Shaykh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah, he mentions that the aql as-sarih or the sound, clear intellect never opposes the naql as-sahih. Never opposes that which is authentic from text. And if there is an opposition between the aql, the intellect and the text, then it means that the text is either not authentic or the aql is not sound. One of those two things. Either the text is not authentic or the aql is not sound. And so the following of the aql, the following of the intellect, it is from the causes of individuals being diverted away from the sirat al-mustaqeem. When those individuals spoke, ikhwan, concerning the likes of the ahadith, from among the Ikhwan al-Muslimin, concerning the likes of the ahadith of the Messenger of Allah sallallahu wasallam, those ahadith, مثلاً, like the hadith of Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu, when the Messenger sallallahu wasallam he said that when a dubab, إذا وقع الذباب في في شراب أحدكم فليغمسه ثم لينزعه فإن في أحد جناهي داءً when a fly falls into your drink, that you should immerse the fly into your drink and then remove it, and then drink it. Because in one of its wings, there is a disease or an illness or sickness, and in the other is its antidote. So they argued and they said that, no, 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 this type of practice, and it's filthy. Fly is filthy. And then they went on to say that, Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu is not to be relied upon in hadith. MashaAllah. Sahabiyun Jalil. But they say is not to be relied upon in hadith. Why is it filthy, ya jama'ah? Why is it something that shouldn't be acted upon? Ya qawm? Because we know, the intelligence tells us, they claim, that that is a filthy action. To immerse a fly into your drink, science now tells us. Huh? And these uh, scientific discoveries now inform us. And so we reject that hadith on the basis of that intellectual reasoning. Regardless, Ikhwan, of how convincing that scientific discovery may be. If it opposes that which has come from the Messenger of Allah, then, Ayyuhal Ikhwah, 
the nas of the kitab and the sunnah is to be followed. Because we're speaking about an individual that Allah Azza wa Jal has informed us. That indeed he does not speak from his desires, but verily it is revelation sent down. Similarly, ayyuhal ikhwah, from the affairs that take a person away from the Sirat al Mustaqeem. And it is from the issues that possibly the Salaf of this Ummah, when they're speaking about deviation, they possibly discuss this topic most extensively and most frequently. And that is, ayyuhal ikhwah, the affair of Hawa. The affair of Hawa. The affair of desires. And ikhwan, the issue of desires is one that we constantly hear the Salaf of this Ummah mentioning Ahlul Ahwa in opposition to Ahlul Sunnah. In opposition to Ahlul Sunnah, they'll mention Ahlul Bid'ati wal Ahwa. The people of Bid'ah and Ahwa. Ahlul Sunnati wal Ittiba'ah. They'll mention the people of Sunnah and Ittiba'ah following the Kitab and the Sunnah. And then they'll mention in opposition to that Ahlul Bid'ati wal Ahwa, the people of Bid'ah and Ahwa. And that, no doubt, Ikhwan, is because of the fact that that which opposes the Kitab and the Sunnah, that path that a person follows that is not in accordance with Sunnah and Ittiba' is a path that is in accordance with Hawa. And we'll discuss some of the Athar and some of the narrations that relate to Hawa uh, and that. I have occurred in the Kitab and the Sunnah. No, that opposing the Hawa, it is that which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has mentioned, the path to Jannah. Allah mentions, as far as the one that fears the standing with his Lord, and prohibits his soul from hawa, prohibits his soul from its desires, then indeed Jannah will be his abode. Allah Azza wa Jal then mentions two affairs. One, the standing before Allah, fearing that. The one who fears that standing will prepare for it. Secondly, that he opposes his desires. And that is the things or those things that his soul inclines towards, yearns for. Those things that his soul may love. Those things that his soul may conclude is, yani, these things are better, though they oppose the kitab and the sunnah. All of them, ikhwan, if they are in opposition to the kitab and the sunnah, then no that they are, if a person follows them, a path from the paths of misguidance and a path from the paths to the nar. And that hawa is, is followed in the affairs of aqidah. That hawa is followed in the affairs of ibadah. That hawa is followed in the affairs of followed in the affairs of muamalat. The Dealings and transactions, that hawa, those desires, are followed in the affairs 
of hukum and other than that. It is followed in many of the arenas from the arenas of, of life. And that no doubt brothers and sisters is what the salaf of this ummah they used to speak against. Because they know of that which Allah Azza wa has mentioned in the Quran. Have you not seen the one that takes his hawa as his lord, as his deity? And isn't it not something that we've seen, Ikhwan? The one whose life actually revolves around himself and that which he loves and that which he desires, giving no concern to his lord and the rights of his lord, no concern to the rights of human beings other than himself. That's his own hawa. No doubt, Ikhwan, the nafs, the soul, commands mankind with evil. Indeed, the nafs, as Allah Azza wa has informed us, Surah Yusuf, indeed the nafs commands an individual with evil. And so, uh, we find then, uh, the salaf of this ummah, Ikhwan, uh, they spoke concerning the affair of Hawa because of uh, its station and because of its evil. From those statements, we have the statement of Imam Ibn Jarir al-Tabari rahimahullah ta'ala. He said, uh, concerning uh, the statement of Allah Azza wa Jal, ثُمَّ جَعَلْنَاكَ عَلَى شَرِيعَةٍ مِّنَ الْأَمَرِ فَاتَّبِعْهَا وَلَا تَتَّبِعِ الْأَهْوَى Allah Azza wa Jal, وَلَا تَتَّبِعْ أَهْوَى الَّذِينَ لَا يَعْلَمُونَ He mentions concerning the statement of Allah Azza wa Jal in Surah Jathiyah, then we have placed you upon a shari'ah from our affair, so follow it and do not follow the ahwa wala tattabi ahwa alladhina la ya'lamun and do not follow the ahwa or the desires of those who do not know do not follow the desires of those who do not know and this is a pattern that we see throughout the Quran that Allah azza wa jalla he'll mention the sharia he'll mention the deen and then prohibit us from following ahwa which indicates, Ikhwan, that the ahwa, the desires, are diametrically opposed to deen. Diametrically opposed to the sharia that Allah Azza wa Jal has sent down. And the true test, and the true path to salvation is that a person curbs his hawa, that it is in accordance with that which Allah Azza wa Jal has sent. And thus, Ibn Jarir al-Tabari, he mentions, rahimahullah ta'ala, يقول تعالى ذكر لنبيه محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ثم جعلناك يا محمد من بعد الذي من بعد الذي آتينا بني إسرائيل الذين وصفت له لك صفتهم على شريعة من الأمر. He said that indeed Allah Azza wa Jal was saying to his messenger صلى الله عليه وسلم then we have placed you O Muhammad after that which we gave to Bani Israel, and that which has been described to you, after all of that description, and everything we've mentioned about Bani Israel, now we have placed you upon a sharia. Now, يقول على طريقة وسنة ومنهاج من أمرنا الذي أمرنا به من قبلك من رسلنا. He said, that is, that we have placed you upon a sunnah. And we have placed you upon a tariqa, upon a path. And we have placed you upon a minhaj. We have placed you upon a methodology from our command. Uh, and uh, it is, uh, that is after 
that which came before you from the uh, paths that our messengers were upon. Fattabi'ha. So follow it. He mentions, Fattabi'atilka sharia alati ja'alnaha lak. So follow that sharia that we made for you, that we established for you. Wala tattabi'ahwa'aladina la ya'lamoon. And do not follow the desires of those who do not know. He said, Wala tattabi'ma da'aka ilayhi al-jahiliyoon. Billah. Aladina la ya'rifoon al-haq min al-batil. Fata'mal bihi. Fatahlik in amil tabi. He said, And do not follow the desires of those who do not know. That is, do not follow that which the people of Jahiliyyah, that which the, the ignorant ones, that which they follow, or those who are ignorant concerning Allah, do not follow that which they are upon. Those who do not know truth from batil, truth from falsehood, and thus you follow it, and you then become from those who are destroyed. And it is unfortunate, Ikhwan, that we, as individuals of as people of Sunnah, that we see that happening every day. Brothers who should know better, individuals who should know better, following Ahlul Ahwa, Ahlul Bid'ati wa Dalala. Imam Shatibi rahimahullah ta'ala, he mentions, Sumiya Ahlul Bid'a Ahlul Ahwa, Lianahum ittaba'u Ahwa'ahum, Falam yakhudhu al-adilla al-shari'iyya, Ma'akhadha al-iftiqar ilayha, Wa al-ta'wil alayha, Hatta yasduru anha, Balqaddamu Ahwa'ahum, واعتمدوا على آرائهم ثم جعلوا الأدلة الشرعية منظورا فيها من وراء ذلك. He mentions رحمه الله تعالى in الاعتصام volume two uh, page one seventy nine that indeed أهل البدع are referred to as أهل الأهواء because they followed their desires because they def- they followed their desires and they did not hold on to the أدلة الشرعية. With the following of the one that has need for it and is reliant upon it. They didn't hold on to it in that way. They follow, if they followed any evidence, he goes on to mention, rather, they didn't follow and they didn't proceed from a basis of evidence. Rather, they put their desires forward first. وَاَعْتَمَدُوا عَلَىٰ آرَائِهِمْ And they depended upon their opinion. He said, ثُمَّ جَعَلُوا الْأَدِلَّةِ الشَّرْعِيَةِ مَنْظُورًا فِيهَا مِنْ وَرَاءِ ذَلِكَ Then they made the adilla shari'iyya. Then they brought the text and looked at the text from the point of view of their ahwa, of their desires, of their opinion. And so, ikhwan, that is of major importance for us to understand. Why? Because one may say, well, you know, you refer to such and such an individual as a person of bid'ah, and this one and that one as people of innovation, but they mention evidence. They mention adillah. When you listen to them, he brings his evidence, yakhi. And that, brothers and sisters, is something that we should not be, Ahlus sunnah should not be beguiled by. So when we look and we hear of these qawair and these principles that have been created, and brought about by individuals that our scholars have spoke against, then, ikhwan, we may, the one who, is, who has little experience and is not acquainted with them, they will say, well, subhanAllah, to be honest, it's confusing. It's confusing because 
you know, you people say this, and they likewise, if you listen to them, they also bring evidence and a dealer and so on and so forth. So it becomes, it becomes difficult. You know, I just want to just be Muslim, yachi. I just want to just be Muslim, go to Jannah. All of this is just above my head and it's too confusing. And that is a dangerous ma'khad. That is a dangerous stance to take. A dangerous position. That you should consider that which the Messenger sallallahu mentioned as taraktukum ala al-bayda layluha kanaharihah la yazigu anha illa halik I've left you upon that which is clear and white and bright. It's night is like it's day. No one deviates away from it except that he is destroyed. That we should consider that confusing. That is a problem. Wallahi it is not confusing, ikhwan. The kitab and the sunnah, the usul of Ahlul Sunnah, our methodology is crystal clear. The problem is, when we lend an ear to those who do not take from that pure source, and we lend an ear to those who do not have and are not part of that chain of ilm and that chain of transmission going back to the messenger of Allah when we lend an ear to individuals who bringing gimmicks and entertainment into the da'wah and into calling to Allah and into calling to the sunnah then it becomes confusing because we're now looking at two two sources we're now looking at that which comes from and returns back to the same source that was given to the Sahaba Ridwan alayhim and their path and their tariq. And then we're looking at one who was taken from that which is based in desires. He then beautifies it with something that appears to be evidence. And he beautifies it with that which appears to substantiate it from Dalil, from Kitab and Sunnah. And so it looks as though their argument is based upon Quran and Sunnah and their argument is based on Quran and Sunnah. So it's confusing. When actually, Ikhwan, if a person understands the origin of the mushkila, then the affair becomes clear. And the origin, no doubt, is made crystal clear here in the statement of Imam al-Shatibi. He said, بَلْ قَدَّمُوا أَهْوَاءَهُمْ وَاَعْتَمَدُوا عَلَىٰ آرَائِهِمْ ثُمَّ جَعَلُوا الْأَدِلَّةَ شَرْعِيَّ مَنْظُورًا فِيهَا مِنْ وَرَاءِ ذَلِكَ He said, rather they gave precedence, first and foremost, to their opinion. And then, the evidence, they looked at the evidence from behind their opinion. And so the driving force was the opinion, not the evidence. Though the opinion is now embellished with evidence. But they mentioned, or they held onto the opinion first. And so if you were to look, Ikhwan, at every one of the present-day deviants, if you look at the principles, Mathalan, of Abu Hassan, al-Misri, those principles that he brought about that opposed the sharia, that opposed the manhaj of Ahl sunnah Nusahih wala nujarrih, those principles that he brought about, that we correct and we don't make jarh, or adnan ar those principles that oppose the manhaj and the methodology of Ahlul Sunnah, that our scholars have spoken concerning and mentioned detail uh, concerning, you will see that in actuality, Ikhwan, 
the opinion was formulated first. And then it was backed with that which appears to be evidence. And so our scholars, when they stand in refutation, they refute that opinion, that one, that principle that was brought about that no one from the companions, no one from the tabi'een, no one from the atba'a tabi'een ever made mention of, ever substantiated, ever held, which is now brought by this individual, modernized and looked upon as, a, as a, 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 an important modern way of approaching the sharia. Ahlul Urdun, Ali al-Halabi, and those who naha, yani nahaja, manhajahu, whether it be from those who follow his way around the, uh, uh, the lands of the Muslimun, either the lands of the Arab or the non-Arab, or those who are upon their way here in England, those who are in Luton or in Brixton, and those who are uh, here, even in Birmingham, we have Jama'at, the likes of Green Lane Masjid, who have now become a melting pot for all of these opinions. Each and every one of them, those individuals who are present, and those individuals who call, and those who individuals who are supported, if we return back to the origin of their problem, that which causes confusion for many, it is confusing because they do not trace the origin of the mushkila. Neither do they read the kalam and the speech and the responses of Ahlul Ilm. And so when Ahlul Ilm and our ulama speak, rather than taking from our scholars, looking at the issue from that point of view, reading into the issue, studying and tracing the problem back to its source, we look at the issue from a point of view of you guys bring evidence, you mention evidence, and so they're these people. And actually, I kind of like the, the fun and the frolic and the entertainment that they bring in their dawah. And it, I feel satisfied that I'm following some form of evidence. When in actuality, Ikhwan, the affair is, as Imam Mashatibi, he mentioned, Rather, they have given precedence to their desires. They gave precedence to the desires first and foremost. Then it was embellished with evidence. And that is what we should understand, Ikhwan, that uh, uh, it is no doubt uh, a fallacy. It is a fallacy to claim that the problems that are present are problems that revolve around personal issues. Batil. Personal issues, Ikhwan, like Ish. Like what? What you spoke about one of our mothers, or you spoke about one of our family members, or what, what, what are the personal issues? Return those issues back to their origin and their asl, and you will see nothing but manhaj, nothing but methodology. Nothing but issues related to the fundamentals of the deen. And those issues that return back to the fundamentals of the, of the deen, either we stand and defend and protect them, or we allow anyone to say anything they please about the deen of Allah subhanahu. And then eventually, ikhwan, it becomes just as the deen of the Christians and the deen of the Jews. Anyone who is acquainted with Christianity and is something that we know very well about, Anyone who is acquainted with their way will know that the problem that they have right now, the reason that their deen is as it is, 
When in, in actuality it is supposed to be the path of the prophets and the messengers whose deen is wahid. The reason their deen is now a mess is because no one stood, ikhwan, in defense of that which Isa ibn Maryam left. And those who did stand, then they were fought against and they were killed. Imam ibn Kathir and others mention that after the ascent of Isa ibn Maryam, the Christians, they split into three sects. One sect held that with us was Allah in the flesh. A second sect, they held that with us was the Son of Allah. And a third sect known as the Yaqubiyyah, they held that no, actually, it was a messenger from the messengers of Allah. The first two waged war against the third and killed them. Those who stood up and said, actually it was a messenger from the messengers of Allah. The first two, they waged war against the third and killed them. Which indicates to you, Ikhwan, that this, this battle between Bid'ah and Sunnah occurred even, Ikhwan, among the followers of the previous messengers. So the Ya'qubiyah they were fought against and they were killed. Those who wanted to only, only wished to defend the path of Isa ibn Maryam, the true path of Isa ibn Maryam. And so now, Ikhwan, we see the state of Christianity. And we see the state of Judaism. Two religions, Ikhwan, that had their origin in that which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had revealed. And we are ready. To sit back and allow that to happen to the deen of Allah. To allow that to happen to the sharia of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Ahlul sunnah ikhwan will not allow that. Regardless of who is upset by it. Regardless of who has an issue with it. Regardless of whose hawa contends with it. Then we understand ikhwan that the affair returns solely and purely back to hawa. Listen then, Ikhwan, to some of the statements of the Salaf of this Ummah, Ikhwan, and we, inshallah, will round up with some of these statements. We have, Ikhwan, in regards to the affair of Hawa, the statement of Abdullah ibn Umar, radiallahu anhu, radiallahu anhuma. He mentioned, مَا فَرَحْتُ وَمَا فَرِحْتُ بِشَيْءٍ مِنَ الْإِسْلَامِ أَشَدُّ فَرْحًا بِأَنَّ قَلْبِي لَمْ يَدْخِلْهُ شَيْءٍ مِنْ هَذِهِ الْأَهْوَى he said that indeed I was not pleased with anything within Islam that I was or more, more severely or greater than my pleasure with the fact that nothing from these desires have ever entered my heart. Yet the fact that he himself was from among the companions that studied the sunnah learned the sunnah Followed the Messenger وسلم, staunchly. And it was known to the extent ikhwan, that some of the companions they rebuked him for some things that he used to do, saying that he's taking it too far. He would stop when he was upon a journey, stop at a tree, urinate upon a tree, get back on his horse, and laugh. <laughs> so he was asked, Why did you stop, urinate, get back on your horse, and laugh? <laughs> He said, Wallahi, 
I had no desire to urinate or to laugh except that I was with the messenger of Allah on an occasion and he stopped at this same tree and he urinated here and then he got back on his horse and laughed. And so just following the messenger of Allah staunchly he carried out that which he didn't even have any intention to do. Ibn Umar well known ikhwan for his shiddat tamasuk bis sunnah for his staunch clinging to the sunnah. Ibn Umar radiallahu anhu radiallahu anhuma he mentioned that indeed there is I have not been happier in my Islam than my happiness with the fact that nothing from these desires have ever entered my heart. As some of the Salaf they used to say, Ahlul Sunnah, and the person of Sunnah is the one who when either dhukir al ahwa when desires are mentioned, he doesn't become he lam minha. He doesn't have ta'asub. He doesn't now become defensive and have that partisan spirit about it. Yaqi, how you why are you mentioning such and such? Yaqi, leave that alone. Yaqi, this brother, this, Yaqi, these people are good. Yaqi, this one defending Islam. Yaqi, don't speak about the people of knowledge, and so on and so forth. Yata'asab. Because he loves him, loves the personality. Not looking at the fact, Ikhwan. That he should stand with that individual against that person that he loves. If he is one that speaks against the deen of Allah and people are influenced by him. Imperative. Our desire should be in accordance with the deen, ikhwan. And we should not become emotional for personalities or for individuals because we just love them. He mentions, Lam yadkhul. Lam yadkhilhu shay'un minha. That indeed, oh shay'un min hadhi al-ahwa. That nothing from these desires entered my heart. Similarly, a man said to Abdullah ibn Abbas, radiallahu anhumah, just to let you know, uh, uh, then look at the, the attitude of the companions as it relates to ahwa, as it relates to desires. Ibn, ibn Abbas, radiallahu anhu, on an occasion, a man came and approached him and said, Alhamdulillah, alladhi ja'ala hawana ala hawakum. He said, praise be to Allah who has made our desires in accordance with your desires. Praise be to Allah who has made our desires in accordance with your desires. What was the response of Ibn Abbas radiallahu anhu? Did he say, alhamdulillah, mashallah. You're with us, alhamdulillah. You incline towards what we incline, alhamdulillah. Ibn Abbas radiallahu anhu, he said, Kullu hawa dalala. He said, all desires is dalala. All desires is misguidance. Yani, unless those desires are in accordance with the kitab and the sunnah, then those desires, ikhwan, are misguidance. Dalala. The desires, ikhwan, inclining towards them, following them is sharr is evil and it is something we must understand. Therefore, any single issue, any position that we take, the first thing that we should ask is not does it sound good, not does it sound fair-seeming, not does it make sense, which is oftentimes, Ikhwan, uh, the, uh, uh, the argument of those who hear those deviated calls. Well, to be honest with you, it makes sense. 
makes sense, Ikhwan, is not uh, from the things that we've been instructed to follow, that which makes sense. Rather, we've been instructed to follow the Kitab and the Sunnah. And so whenever we have that inclination towards following or listening to an opinion or to a position, the first thing that we should ask as Imam al-Barbahari, rahimahullah ta'ala, he has advised us, unzur rahimakallah, لكل من سمعت كلامه من أهل زمانك الخاصة ولا تأجلن ولا تدخلن في شيء منه He said, look may Allah show you mercy to the speech of the one who you hear speaking in your time and don't be hasty and don't enter into anything from it until you ask هل قال به أصحاب رسول الله أو أحد من العلماء فإن وجدت فيه أثرا فتمسك به ولا تجاوزه لشيء ولا تختار عليه شيء فتسخط في النار The first thing that you should ask did anyone from the companions, Ridwan Allah alayhim, hold this position? Or ahadim min al-ulama, or any of the ulama, any the ulama of the salaf? فَإِنْ وَجَدْتَ فِيهِ أَثَارًا فَتَمَسَّكْ بِهِ So if you find the narration concerning it, then hold on to it. وَلَا تُجَاوِزْهُ لِشَيْءٍ And don't go past it for anything. وَلَا تَخْتَارُ عَلَيْهِ شَيْءٍ فَتَسْخُتْ فِي النَّارِ And don't choose anything over it and thus fall into the fire. And that is because he understood, Ikhwan, that it is either that a person chooses that which is in accordance with the kitab and the sunnah, or he chooses that which is in accordance with the hawa. Similarly, Ikhwan, uh, we have uh, the statement uh, of Abu Mash'ar, radiallahu anhu, rahimahullah, who said, Sa'altu Ibrahim, uh, and here uh, he is referring to Ibrahim al-Nakha'i, he said, Sa'altu Ibrahim, عن شيء من هذه الأهوال إبراهيم النخعي was from the students of Abdullah ibn Mas'ud رضي الله عنه he said سألت إبراهيم عن شيء من هذه الأهوال I asked him about something from these desires فقال ما جعل الله في شيء منها مثقال ذرة من خير he said Allah عز وجل has not placed in anything from them an atom's weight of good and he desires there is not an atom's weight of good within them. He said, مِنَ الشَّيْطَانِ He said, they are nothing but, but uh, uh, effects of the, from the shaytan and in the inclinations of the shaytan. Cling to the first affair. يعني cling to the affair of the salaf, the affair of the sahaba. And he was one that took from them. Similarly, we have the statement of Imam al-Sha'bi, Amir ibn Sharahbil, rahimahullah ta'ala, who mentioned, إِنَّمَا سُمِيَتِ الْأَهْوَىٰ لِأَنَّهَا تَهْوِي بِصَاحِبِهَا فِي النَّارِ He mentioned, rahimahullah ta'ala, verily, ahwa, desires are referred to as desires because they yahwi. And the term hawa is likewise used linguistically to refer to something falling and something dropping rapidly. He said, Hawa is referred to as Hawa, desires is referred to as Hawa because it yahwi bisahibiha finna, because it causes its companion to fall rapidly into the fire. And so this Hawa which is a rapid descent, is likewise the same word that is used to describe hawa or desires. 
So, Ikhwan, our inclinations then, uh, no doubt, uh, should be far away from desires. Imam al-Shafi'i rahimahullah, he mentions, لأن يلقي, لأن يلقى الله العبد بكل ذنب ما خل الشرك بالله خير من أن يلقاه بشيء من هذه الأهواء. That a servant meets his Lord with every sin other than shirk is better than for him to meet him with something from these desires. Which is in, uh, clearly indicative of the fact that they held bid'ah to be greater than sin. Bid'ah and desires and hawa, they held them to be greater than sin. The one who sins, Ikhwan, he sins knowing that he's doing wrong. While the sahib bid'ah, when he innovates and he follows innovation, he believes he's upon that which is good and correct and upright. And he continues upon it. No doubt, Ikhwan, that is far worse than the one who sins and knows that he is wrong. As far as the sahib bid'ah, then he's wrong and he remains strong. Wrong and strong. Because as far as he's concerned, this is the deen of Allah. Wrong, but remains strong. And so that no doubt resembles the shaytan. In, in that the shaytan knew that he should have obeyed Allah. Knew he should have com- carried out the command of Allah. He was wrong and strong. You created me from fire, you created him from clay. Well, since you've misguided me, I'm going to remain upon your, the, the, your straight way. And he wrong and strong. Ahlul bid'ah, the people of desires, similarly wrong and strong. Debate with a person of takfir and jihad. Debate with an individual from jama'at al-tabliq. Debate with a rafidi or with a brailwi. Debate with a mu'tazili or diobandi. Debate with someone from Hizb al-Tahrir. And you will find clear examples of this wrong and strong. And then will cause or, or hurl names and abuse at you. Sahib sunnah. Well, you'll be abused. And you're the one that's following desires. And you're the one that's following dalala. And you're the one that's following these puppets. And you're the one that's doing such and such and such and such and such and such. Why? Because, ayyuhal ikhwa, the desires have overtaken them. Listen then to this sweet ikhwan and this beautiful statement of Imam Ibn al-Qayyim, rahimahullahu ta'ala. Ibn al-Qayyim, rahimahullah, he mentions, "In al-hawa, ma khalata shay'an illa afsada." Fa'in waqa'an. This is just to highlight the fact that the hawa enters into numerous arenas. This desires and the following of desires, it enters into numerous arenas. Whenever we have a belief, whenever we follow a methodology, whenever we carry out an action, the first thing that we should ask: is, Are we following text in this regard? Is there something from the Sahaba concerning this? Is there something from our Salaf in relation to this? That belief that I have, that principle that I claim, is there something from the Salaf concerning this? What is it that I'm really following? Constantly 
We need to check ourselves. Constantly ask ourselves. He mentioned, إِنَّ الْهَوَى مَا خَالَةَ شَيْئًا إِلَّا أَفْسَدَ He said, indeed, hawa, desires, does not mingle and mix with anything except that it corrupts it. And then he goes on to bring some tafsir. He said, فَإِنْ وَقَعَ فِي الْعِلْمِ أَخْرَجَهُ إِلَى الْبِدْعَةِ وَالضَّلَالَةِ وَصَارَ صَاحِبُهُ مِنْ جُمْلَةِ أَهْلِ الْأَهْوَاءِ If it mingles with knowledge, this hawa, then the person who is upon it, he becomes from the people of bid'ah and balala. He becomes from the people of innovation and balala, and the one who upholds it, then he is considered from the people of ahwa. And that is the, the case, ikhwan, with all of those who our scholars have spoken against. Whether it be our early a'imma, those who spoke, spoke against the a'immatu balal, ja'ad ibn dirham, Jahan bin Safwan, Amr ibn Ubaid, Ma'bad al-Juhani, Bishr al-Mirrisi, Harith al-Mahasibi. All of these individuals that were spoke against by our earliest scholars, they had people who loved them. They had people who benefited from them as far as they're concerned. People who were their students as far as they're concerned. And then the scholars spoke against them. Our A'imma spoke against them. Sometimes their speech was detailed. Sometimes their speech was general. That they spoke and warned against them because they recognized that they were upon that which opposes the Kitab and the Sunnah and they were upon the following of Ahwa, the following of desires. So those scholars spoke against them. Now you either after that speech became one of two individuals. Either you continue to cling to him, and so you were enumerated from among their group. Or you did as the people of Hadith did. And that is that they abandoned that individual regardless of how beneficial uh, they felt that individual was. When that alim and that imam spoke at that stage, <coughs> he spoke not because of the fact that here was an alim that made an error. And so we repel the error and we maintain his nobility. That is different. Ahlul Sunnah make a difference between the alim from Ahlul Sunnah or the person of knowledge from Ahlul Sunnah that makes a valid mistake. They repel the mistake and they protect his honor. That his khata. يُرَدْ يُرَدُّ خَتَعَهُ وَتُحْفَظْ كَرَمَتَهُ That his error is repelled, but his nobility is preserved. That is the humble person of ilm and knowledge who strives upon the path of correctness, but he makes an error. This individual, na'am, his error is repelled, but he remains among Ahlul Sunnah, he remains from the people of Sunnah. But then, Ikhwan, there is that opposition that revolves around obstinance. That that individual who opposes the deen of Allah and opposes the methodology, opposes the manhaj, and he is advised with the haq, he is advised with correctness, he is shown his error, and he remains obstinate upon that. He persists upon it. That individual has a different ruling. Understand the issue, Ikhwan. Because oftentimes we hear 
Subhanallah, these people, as soon as a person makes a mistake, they just throw him out. Wallahi, that is not the case. Warabbil Kaaba. Ahl Sunnah, the first thing that they do with the people of Sunnah is that they, if they make a mistake, then they highlight to them their mistake. Either that they write to them, or they speak to them directly, or they address them in some way concerning their mistake. And the one who is sincere, he loves to be shown his mistakes. And so he corrects that mistake publicly, just as the error went out publicly. And so he corrects himself, and he's thankful to the one who corrected him. That he doesn't meet Allah Azza wa Jal with these ivam, uh, and with these great errors that people are following him upon. That is one type of individual. He's shown his mistake, and he is corrected, he accepts that, and he's humble, and he's thankful to the one who corrected him. Then you have the second category. And that second category of individual is the one that errs in the issues of methodology and usul al-deen, and opposes the deen of Allah Azza wa Jal. He has shown his mistake. That mistake is made clear to him. And instead of accepting the correction, and instead of being thankful that someone showed him that before he died, that he wouldn't enter his grave with that and no one would follow him upon that, instead of being thankful and grateful, he is increased in obstinance, becomes obstinate, puffed up with pride, arrogant. And then worse, to add insult to injury, he begins to write against the one who corrects him. So he writes a book refuting the one who spoke against his error and clarified his error. He begins to speak ill of him publicly. He begins to refer to him as such and such an alim and such and such a share and one who does this and one who does that. He begins to deal with the one who corrects him and gives him nasiha. With, he deals with him evilly in an, in a, in a, in an ugly manner. And thus, ayyuhal ikhwah, his abstinence upon that error causes him to be from among the people of ahwa'i wal bid'ah. And that is the difference between the two. And all of those who Ahl al-ilm have spoken against, all of them, without exception, are from that ilk. Al-Maghrawi, Abu al-Hasan, Adnan Ar-Ur, Safar al-Hawali, Salman al-Uda, all of those who the scholars have spoken against, Ali Hassan al-Halabi, Ibrahim al-Rihali, all of those that our scholars have refuted and have written works concerning, all of those individuals, ayyuhal ikhwa, are people who were advised and they became obstinate, they remained steadfast upon their error, they in fact continued to write in it and increased upon that which they had fallen into. And thus, ikhwan, they became grouped with Ahl al-Ahwa. And so, let us not be confused. So we have, ikhwan then, the individual who our scholars refer to as Ahlul Bid'a al-Asliyun. The original people of Bid'a. And that is, the one who was born a Mubtadi'a. 
Born a Mubtadi'. Since the day he knew himself is Naqshbandi. As long as he's been alive, he's been Brailwi. As far back as he can remember, he's been Shi'i, Rafidi. No day in, in, in his life has he been upon the way of Ahlul Sunnah. Those are from the people of Bid'ah Asliyun. And we shouldn't hesitate to refer to them as people of Bid'ah. Without hesitation. Then we have Ahlul Ahwa, the second category, who are those individuals who were in their origin people of Sunnah. And they erred in terms of the affairs of Usul. And it may possibly be one Usul. We shouldn't be confused, Ikhwan. It isn't like, as many of the people believe, before a person is considered a person of Bid'ah, he must have mountains and all sorts of problems. And so we say, yes, that, that, yes, he's clear, he's clear. Because he speaks about the companions, he opposes the deen of Allah Azza wa Jal concerning the asma wa sifat, he speaks concerning the message of Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he does all of these idham, so his affair is clear. Anybody else, we have, we're skeptical about referring to him as that which he is, Sahib Hawa. Know that the original, the early jama'at of bid'ah, the early sects of bid'ah ikhwan, whether we're speaking about the Shia, the Khawarij, the Mu'tazila, the Murji'ah, the Jabariyah, they opposed the deen and the usul of Allah Azza wa Jal, the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, fi mas'alatin wahida, in one issue. And the Sahaba referred to them as people of desires. The Shia, they didn't have the mountain of evil that they have now. They opposed the deen of Allah in one issue. And that was that they considered Ali to have more right to the Khilafah than huh, than man. Huh? La. Then Uthman, Ahsant. The initial Shia, the only bid'ah, the only affair that they fell into was that they considered Ali to have more right to be in the next Khalifa than Uthman. Because of that one, they didn't even reach the affair of Abu Bakr yet. The initial bid'ah of the Shia was this affair of them preferring Uthman, Ali over Uthman. And so the Sahaba Ridwan Allah alayhim considered them a jama'ah of bid'ah. Ahlul Ahwa. They were advised concerning it. And that which was established at the time of the companions was those who were afdal and those who had precedence and those who, or the order of precedence was and that we used to say Abu Bakr, Umar, Abu Bakr, Umar, Uthman at the time of the messenger sallallahu And then the affair was established that Ali radiallahu anhu was fourth after those three. They were established upon that. And then these individuals came along and said, no, actually... Uthman should have been, Ali should have been third, not Uthman. That was the, the, the only bid'ah. And then their affair grew and grew and grew until from them were those who, the Alawiyah, were those who said that Ali radiallahu anhu, he is Allah in the flesh. But initially it was one bid'ah. The Khawarij, the same. The Murji'ah, the same. 
All of these groups, Ikhwan, they had one mukhalafah. If you look at everything else, salah, zakah, prayer, nisfasaq, thobah of the ankles, beard, everything. Wiggling the finger, everything. Except for that one bid'ah. In our time, it would be said, subhanAllah, you guys, subhanAllah, that one, it's just one error that they make, yakhi. Huh? But the companions was that their attitude. La. They were up, they were advised concerning that one mukhalafa. They were advised concerning that one opposition. They remained obstinate. They they opposed the advice. They grouped upon that belief, and thus they became a deviant saint. One bid'ah. And so, Ikhwan, it should be understood then that that methodology of theirs continues to be the methodology today. We don't have a modernized manhaj. The manhaj is one and the same, ikhwan. So we have those individuals then who were the asliyun, ahl bid'ah al-asliyun, were born mubtadi'ah. Then we have, or were raised mubtadi'ah then. Then we have the people of innovation who were originally upon the sunnah. They opposed the sunnah in one or more issues from the usul, and they were advised concerning it. They knew of their error and remained constant and persistent upon it. And thus, our scholars declare that second group as people of innovation and ahwa. And then we have the third group of individuals, those who from Ahlul Sunnah, they make a mistake, they err in regards to the usul, in regards to the fundamentals. That error is shown to them. They accept their mistake. They correct themselves. They make tawbah to Allah Azza wa Jal and they rectify publicly that which they have said or written or done or transcribed. Those individuals no doubt, Ikhwan Ahl Sunnah. And they are from the, from the best of Ahl Sunnah. Because the haqq is dhalatul mu'min. The haqq is the last position of the believer. Ibn al-Qayyim then and we round up Ikhwan with his statement. Ibn al-Qayyim mentioned in al-Hawa ما خالت شيئا إلا أفسده فإن وقع في العلم أخرجه إلى البدعة والضلالة وصار صاحبه صاحبه من جملة أهل الأهواء. That indeed hawa does not is not mixed with anything except that it corrupts it. If it falls into ilm, if it falls upon ilm, then it brings that individual from the realm of bid'ah and ضلالة. And causes them to become from the people of desires. In waqa'a fi zuhud, akhraja sahibahu ila riyah, wa mukhalafati sunnah. If it falls into zuhud, yani the affairs of abstention from the dunya, and remaining from the dunya, if hawa, desires, falls into that, because there is that abstention from the dunya that is prescribed, and then there is that that has in it hawa, that goes beyond the bounds of that which has been laid down in the sharia. If it falls into zuhud, this abstention from the dunya, if hawa is mixed with it, and it falls into, in, into it, then it becomes riya. It becomes carrying out things to be seen of the people. So we have the one that abstains from the dunya and he's sincere. And then we have the one that follows desires in doing so, and he only does so to be seen of the people. And we have opposition to the sunnah in that regard. He 
He said, if it falls into rule, if it falls into rule, hawa, desires, then it brings that individual into zulm. If hawa falls into rule and rulership, then it causes an individual to fall into zulm, into oppression. And it repels a person from the heart. وَإِنْ وَقَعَ فِي الْقِسْمَةِ خَرَجَتْ عَنْ قِسْمَةِ الْعَدْلِ إِلَى قِسْمَةِ الْجَوْرِ If it falls into the division of the booty, then it causes the division to be a division that is done with justice, and it causes it to become a division that is done with jawr, with oppression and tyranny. He said, وَإِنْ وَقَعَ فِي الْوِلَايَ وَالْعَزَلِ أخرج ساهبه إلى إلى خيانة الله والمسلمين حيث يولي بهوا ويعزل بهوا. If it falls into wilaya, that is guardianship or governance, and al-azl, which is to remove someone from guardianship or governance, if it falls into that, then it causes a person. To fall into making khiana with Allah. To be deceptive or attempt to be deceptive with Allah and the Muslimin. By putting in charge or putting individuals in charge based upon desires. And by removing individuals based upon desires. وَإِنْ وَقَعَ فِي الْعِبَادَةِ خَرَجَتْ عَنْ أَنْ تَكُونَ طَاعَةً وَقُرْبَةً فَمَا قَارَنَ شَيْئًا إِلَّا أَفْسَدًا He said, if it falls into ibadah, then it leaves the realms, it causes that act of worship to leave the realms of being an act of obedience and an act that brings a person to closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Thus it does not mingle or mix with anything <coughs> except that it causes it to become corrupt. Uh, and we'll end then with the statement of Imam al-Barbahari who mentioned وَإِذَا سَمِعْتَ الرَّجُلِ يَطْعَنُوا عَلَى الْآثَارِ وَيَرُدُّ الْآثَارِ أَوْ يُرِيدُ غَيْرَ الْآثَارِ فَاتَّهِمْهُ عَلَى الْإِسْلَامِ وَلَا تَشُكْ أَنَّهُ صَاحِبُ هَوَى مُبْتَدِعٍ He said that if you hear of a man speaking ill of narrations or he rejects narrations or he desires other than narrations that you're speaking to an individual mentioning an issue and you mention a narration, a hadith, athar, something from the sahaba and he dislikes that. Oh, here we go again. Yes, 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 you know, we be obedient to them. Be obedient to them. We hear and we obey. Naam, yes, 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 yes. Give us something else. Speaking ill of the ahadith, speaking ill of the athar, Speaking ill of that which has come from Allah and His Messenger. He mentioned if he speaks ill of the athar, he rejects the athar, or he wishes and desires other than the athar, then فَاتَّهِمْهُ عَلَى الْإِسْلَامِ Then be dubious about his Islam. وَلَا تَشُكْ أَنَّهُ صَاهِبُ هَوَى And do not have any doubt that he is a person of desires and so ikhwan this affair of remaining upon the Surat al-Mustaqeem revolves ayyuhal ikhwah 
around avoiding and refraining from desires. Refraining, ayyuh al-ikhwah, from being from among those who incline towards following our nafs, following that which we believe to be better, following that which sounds okay, following that which sounds like it makes sense, following that, ayyuh al-ikhwah, which, well, as far as I'm concerned, yeah, it is something that we should, we should do without looking to that which has come from the Messenger sallallahu wasallam, and that which the companions were upon, and that which the ulama of Ahlul Sunnati wal Jama'ah advise with. And so brothers and sisters, our advice then is to cling to the advice of the Salaf of this Ummah. And that our deen, we cause our deen to revolve around that, and that we are extremely cautious. And as we always mention, Ikhwan, particularly in this YouTube age, once upon a time, Ikhwan, if a person wanted to take in hawa, or wanted to take in desires, if he was a person of sunnah, and he was attending the masajid of the people of sunnah, then he would have to actually go out of his way to attend a muhadhara or a lecture that was conducted by a person of bid'ah and innovation. He would have to go out of his way. Or he would have to be accompanied and brought to that, pay, to that place. Someone would have to bring him physically to listen to that mubtadi. And then sit with him and debate with him and reason with him. Nowadays, Ikhwan, this individual is probably not even too sociable. Sits in front of his computer screen, YouTube.com and he clicks away. And Hawa after Hawa after Hawa he soaks it all in. Some of it sounds good so he follows it. He sits down Ikhwan with his refreshments in front of his screen. Some of it sounds good uh, uh, and some of it uh, uh Now, some of it sounds good, while some of it uh, is in opposition to that which the usul of the religion, Ikhwan, would indicate, but he is none the wiser. And so he leaves and walks away being one that is, again, this confused individual. He knows about the people of Sunnah, but there are many other people who sound just as good as far as he's concerned. We need to be extremely careful, Ikhwan. This is our deen. It is our flesh and blood. It is our jannah and our nar. No doubt, Ikhwan, our end result and our destination revolves around that which is, is connected to the path that we ourselves choose. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make it easy for us, Ikhwan, to remain steadfast upon the sirat al-mustaqeem and make tamassuk bihi cling to the sunnah and make ittiba of the sunnah until the day that we meet him subhanahu wa ta'ala hadha wallahu ta'ala a'lam wa sallallahu wa sallam wa barak ala nabiyyina muhammad wa akhir da'wana anilhamdulillahi rabbil alameen